the Painted Bread Quarterly Slush Pile. We're so glad that you could join us today and um, listen to our frivolity. Maybe in the in the notes we'll say, start 45 seconds in unless you don't want to hear about Jason's ass. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, um, we don't want to hear about that. But who wouldn't want to hear about that? All right. Well, the reason why we do, the reason why we talk about Jason's ass is because it's so lovely and mentionable. It's a mentionable rather than an unmentionable. Um, but also because um, we we love each other so much and we're so glad that we continue to work together when we're apart and we're really far apart and and uh, we're the Painter Bright Quarterly. And that's one of the reasons why it takes us a while to get back to you, because we take care uh, with every poem that gets sent to us. And that's what this uh, editorial meeting that we're about to have will illustrate. But before we get to that, we'll say who the we is. The we will start with me. And it's I'm Kathleen and it's it's I'm Kathleen Volkmiller and uh, I'm, I'm an essayist and a professor here at Trexel University. And um, the, the studio has only Joe uh, Zhang, our wonderful sound engineer. And <laughs> woo, woo, pop all the champagne corks, make all the sound effects now. Um, and um, Ali Ziabash, who is our fabulous co-op. Hi, Ali. Hello, Kathleen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent today. Yeah, you managed to get here and not be blown away. That's right. That's right. It's yeah. quite windy out there. Yeah, we're yeah. like we're like getting extra. It's like swimming against the tide out there yep. in the air. <laughs> So, um, so our closest person is Jason of the lovely butt. Hi, Jason. Hi. I I from my office in lovely Tribeca. Hi. Hi. That's all all he's going to say. He's got nothing else because we've taken so much time on his, on his weight uh, lifting abilities. So out there in the desert. Hello. Bench pressing 200 pounds is Marion Wren, director of the writing program at NYU Abu Dhabi. You're getting a good elbow workout from what I saw. You're lifting like six ounces at a time. Exactly. So it's wine o'clock here in yes. Abu Dhabi. We are doing our wine glasses. We're doing, you know, curls. We're doing curls with the with the cab salve. Um, <laughs> and sitting next to me, also bench pressing. Hi, I'm um, Samantha Nukabauer. I'm an instructor here at NYU Abu Dhabi. And I am on the editorial board of Clean Product Quarterly. Yay. And Yay. by the way, we have um, liquor licenses. So all yes. of this is legal. And <laughs> It's red wine, so you just feel like you're in Marco. Um, so yeah. listeners, if you don't normally go to our podcast pages, um, you should this time for sure because we'll link to all of these photos. We just took a photo of Marion and Sam together in the desert, ha- lifting and hauling those uh those wine glasses up. And um also speaking of I've, I've, I'm going to go balls to the wall here because this is how I go. So, yeah. Marion, you know how you and I thought about this podcast together on, on, a, yeah, New, yeah. on a New Year's Eve three, four years ago, right? Yep. Well, it must be something about the holidays that gives, mm-hmm. that, that gives us epiphanies because I had this idea. So on other podcasts, people name their fans, right? So like on a Dumb People Town, they call them townies. And on um, Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert, they call them cherries, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think I it's time. What, Jason? 
I see, I see where you're going with that. You do, you do. Well, well, I hope you're with me because I think it's time to ask our fan base what they would be like like to be called, right? And mm-hmm. and I nominate from the get from the get. You guys, you know, weigh in. But I'm thinking slushies. Or wait for it, peeps. Ooh, I think I like slushies. I like slushies. Oh, well, this might change everything because this is what I was thinking about doing. And this is why I'm saying it on uh, the episode right now is we were thinking about putting a Facebook poll up and mm-hmm. um, doing some social media work and only doing it for like one week, one hot yeah, yeah. week of letting yeah. the votes rain in and see if our listeners would like to be called slushies or peeps. Now, let me just defend peeps for one second. <laughs> the reason why I thought about peeps is historically, it's for a long time, easily more than a decade, we call our teams peeps. We go mm-hmm. PBQ peeps, right? Where? Oh, are you a PBQ peep? Oh, you're going to be a permanent peep, right? We always oh. use peeps. And plus, Jason, who must be the man of the hour, loves him some peeps. I love peeps. I often gift him peeps. I ship him peeps if I find peeps in unusual colors and flavors. That's true. Right? He likes gourmet Mm -hmm. peeps, handmade peeps, and just even the regular old peep peeps. So so, so can we put those two choices out there? Or do you guys have a better idea? No, but I, I will say I totally understand why peeps is an idea, but it's also because it's because it's for our internal peeps. And by the way, my cat says hi. She's talkative tonight. Um, because it's internal, I want to keep it internal. And then the audience and, and then the, our constant listeners would, would have a different name. Unless okay. we are blurring the lines between our listeners and our peeps, in which case peeps, right, Em? I, I, I haven't really used the phrase peeps since like 2005. Like I think oh, it's like, a little dusty, right? Well, it's a little I dusty. Do. Like a Marion does. It's a dusty phrase though, right? So like it feels it feels so perfect for PBQ insiders. Okay. So maybe let's let's put it out for a vote. What if um, what, if, what if we made it peebs? <laughs> that sounds too close to pews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't understand either of those senses, but <laughs> I just like the idea of getting our listeners involved. I'll bet they'll vote for slushies. I I would vote for slushies. And, and I have this image in my head of like a slushie, like a true 7-Eleven slushie. Yeah. And next to it, a peep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then people could pick, you know. I feel uh, like this, this somehow ends up with me wearing a slushie costume at AW. <laughs> Yeah. Like no, honey, it's a peep costume. You know, it's not a slushy yeah, costume. It's some somebody's a, a slushy. That's funny. I think Jason could pretend that he's real bummed that peeps doesn't get picked. <laughs> right? And he could be a sad peep. I could be a sad peep. Oh, I love to be the only thing better than a peep is a sad peep. Uh my All mother-in-law right. likes some stale. She likes stale peeps. She'll actually like buy them, poke holes in that cellophane, leave them on the top of a refrigerator and then eat them when they're stale. Just so you know. No, you know what? I don't mind a stale marshmallow. I would never purposefully stale them. 
but mm-hmm. I get it. It's like um, it's like that chewy circus peanut marshmallow. That's what yeah. happens if you let it yeah. get a little stale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So people eat that. That's not crazy or anything. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like it's eating a flea killer. But like strategically aging one, it's a step. It's a step. So, okay, let's do this. I just had an idea because I'm ruining the fact that I put this on the episode. I thought about talking to you about it off episode. Mm. And then I thought, wouldn't it be funnier and awesomer to do it on the episode and then make sure we release this episode during the poll? Right. So that's what I was thinking about. But now that you guys seem to be out at me about adamantly digging slushies more, we could actually um, model our democracy and our our peepness at the same time by my willingness to give up that whole survey thing and just go with slushy. So should we vote? Let's vote. I think we should let I think we should let the fans decide what they want to be called. <laughs> OK, that's where I started this game with. So should we vote? How many of us want the fans to decide? OK, one, Hi. two, three, vote. Are we voting? Yeah, we're voting. Oh, OK, we vote, vote, <laughs> vote the way you normally vote, Mayor. So that Joe gets to be part of the yeah. dramatic tension of the of the moment. Uh, wait, uh, that's OK, scary. we're letting the fans yeah. vote. <laughs> what happened? Am I doing it wrong? No, we got your vote, I think. Well, we got Good. enough votes yes. that we don't need your vote. So so Samantha and I also agree that the fans should decide. Okay. But I really like the idea of at some point doing a peep show. Yes. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what we host a reading? <laughs> yeah. We host I don't know. a reading and we're the readers. Love it. Yeah, that's that's the peep show, right? Mm-hmm. That's maybe it's a thing. Let's roll that out, right? Like editors reading, call it a peep show <laughs> with pasties. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I mean, oh there is goodness. the idea that we're giving them a peep inside, like our that's editorial true. process right? here. Oh, and it's no, there. That's interesting. Just like we're taking all these photos now, right? Yeah, we're, we're get, we are already exactly. doing a peep show. This is <laughs> magical how this works. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Oh uh-huh. my goodness. Well, you know what? I wanted to get all of that goofiness out of the way so that we wouldn't discuss these next poems and then lapse into goofiness. So let's maybe shake all that off. Okay. Okay. Shaking. Mm-hmm. Shaking. Oh, yeah, physically shaking. Too bad the video is not on anymore. Ali, Ali, I didn't know you could twerk like that. I can indeed. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten jealous over the prior Jason Butt conversation, <laughs> and he's twerking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, sit down. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm actually crying a little bit over here. <laughs> The twerk was that beautiful. <laughs> the twerking was that beautiful. <laughs> he shows me another skill set every every week. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my God. God. All right. All right. All right, Marion, take over. Start. No, so, okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. You do it. All right. First of all, it's it's wine o'clock here in Abu Dhabi, but y'all sound drunk and it's not even noon. <laughs> coffee, I'm on the coffee. I'm on the coffee. All right. So we have two poems um, by David Ra, and I actually can't wait to read and discuss these. Yay. Um, 
So do you, do you, do we trust our robot voices tonight, Samantha? Do you want to, do you want to read? I, okay. So the my cat, cat, really, cat says, yes, go for it. And cat so do says, I. Yes. Cat says, yes. Yeah. You sound strong and solid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just gravy. Well, that's it. Everything else is gravy. Jericho Brown. And God said, let there be gravy. It was just gravy. As good as gravy. Gravy was the whole telos of wisdom made flesh. God's creatures with or without their wings. And God said grace. And so we survive, some of us, for a while. And not by any merit of our bagpipes, banjos. I don't know what the fuck here. Holy shit. Put a muzzle on that cat. It was just too much. Yeah, I know. I I was I was half listening to the cat. Yeah, you were doing a great job. <laughs> Do you think cats don't actually talk to each other? They only talk to people. Oh my goodness! I just don't. I just want the poet David Rock to get the respect that he deserves. Yeah. right. And then exactly. it was exactly. so. So, so the first one was funny, but then maybe it was, one of you. Maybe, yeah, you, know what, yeah. you guys. I can't guarantee this cat's going to be quiet. So I'm going to put us on mute, and you're going to have to read. I'm really sorry. You you her, if you put her in a room, she'll keep yelling. She will howl if I put her in a room. Yeah, I could put her in the hallway, but and my neighbors would freak out too. So I'm okay. really sorry. Okay. All right, go. I'm, I'm, we're on mute. You guys go. Jason, you want this one or the next? Sure, sure. No, I, I can take it. All right, great. Um, just gravy. Well, that's it. Everything else is gravy. Echo Brown. And God said, let there be gravy. And it was just gravy. As good as gravy. Gravy was the whole telos of wisdom made flesh god's creatures with or without their wings and god said grace and so we survive some of us for a while but not by any merit of our bagpipes banjos and bones and god said okay i'll grant you the bones so you see everything else isn't gravy packaged gravy gravy from a can delicious gravy in the hard cold light of aleppo which had come as nothing new swaddled in sackcloth and a blast wall to bolster the beef, our analogical anguish, like lumps. Beautiful reading. Thank you. Wowza. It's such a weird turn towards Aleppo. Like, I didn't see that coming at all. Like, even even when I'm familiar with the poem, you're still like, whoa, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You know, it is such a surprise when it turns there. But Jason, the cadence of your your reading of it was so great because it feels like such a rhetorical poem. Like, it's so image-driven, but it's also, like, in the sort of um, ironic speech of it. Right. Like the, the sort of wink of it. And then it turns it turns to Aleppo. And then that juxtaposition hurts the brain a little bit, but in a good way. Right. I'm like, ouch, what? And then you get analogical anguish where I'm baffled and delighted. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last line is like lumps. And again, bafflement and delight simultaneously in a can of gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I get the analogical anguish. I don't know that I do either. Gravy no, is an analogy for good things in life. Like gravy is is like the analogy for um, 
for what's good and then the lumps or the, you know, the lumps in the gravy or the analogy to anguish. It was a great phrase. Right. I think the lumps and the anguish are analogous, right? Mm -hmm. Are analogical anguish like lumps. You know, I'm going to sound so woo-woo silly. Like, please, please, if I oversimplify this, tell me to edit it out and don't worry. Should we focus on the gravy and not the lumps? Is that's that what the analogy the is. Honestly, that's the analogy, Kath, right? The analogical anguish, right, is built into that phrase. It's like gravy. Everything else is gravy. So it's that metaphor that sort of flattens and um, recomposes everything, right? It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's the gift. It's gravy. Even when you're in shit, right? Like when you're in catastrophe, gravy was you're the still caught in that analogy, that impulse for analogy, which is anguish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's what you meant. <laughs> no, no, that is what I meant. Uh, okay. Gravy okay. was the whole telos of wisdom made flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't that support that read? I think so. Right. Like that, that there's something about like saying something is just gravy equals metaphor. So what are the two things being juxtaposed in that analogy? Right. <clears throat> um, excess surplus. Right. So that, you know, everything else is gravy, the excess, the surplus, even when it's shit. Right. And I keep saying Aleppo is shit, but that's not what I mean. I mean, the the catastrophe of war Mm -hmm. and the destruction of the city. And that's why the turn is so hard. Mm -hmm. Right. In the cold light of Aleppo. And I was thinking that um, there was a connection between gravy and grace. Mm. I mean, the words themselves feel nice together, but also um, it's, it's like the two things God says here about there's gravy and there's grace and, and sort of like there's, there could be grace in the hard, cold light of Aleppo as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some kind of connection there. Mm-hmm. And how about, how about you're doing such a good job explicating for me, everyone, how about, and God said grace. And so we survive and God said ellipses and God said Okay, I'll grant you the bones. Hmm? Well, I so I'm I'm struck by Jason's reading of it too, right? The way God sounds sort of mildly snarky and a little petulant, right? That um <laughs> mm-hmm. right, okay, I'll grant you the bones, right? Meaning that um we survive, we thrive, but only some of us really, right. And not by merit of our, of, of the ways in which we sing, right. Bagpipes, banjos, and bones, right. Bones. The first time I read it there, it's it's lyrically pleasant, but nonsensical, like, you know, uh, music, music upon the bones, right. Like music with the bones, or you're using a, you know, a skeleton to make music. Right. And then God said, okay, I'll grant you the bones is kind of wry and funny. And that's when the turn towards some kind of impossible catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And our first instruments were made out of bones. So I think that that's is that awesome. right. Is that true? Yeah. My ethnomusicologist yeah. weightlifting friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So you see everything else is in gravy. And again, it's that like rhetorical gesture, mm-hmm. right? Like this interpretation of that analogy, that implicit analogy. I will say like, I guess my critique, my, my critique would be that um, the precision of the analogy or the precision of the critique of the analogy <laughs> is fuzzy. Right. Like I'm not I'm not sure what the idea is that I'm meant to 
where it's meant to land, but I don't know that that fuzziness is a detriment, mm-hmm. right? Like it's sort of weirdly interesting enough mm-hmm. that it feels like the poets figured something out and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah. And it's enjoyable in its rereads. Yeah. Despite Absolutely. I'm not sure if I'm getting closer to knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if we're talking enough about just the language. It's, it's lovely if I don't know it's what the hell beautiful. I'm reading. Bolster the beef, analogical anguish, that line, that list, bagpipes, banjos, and bones. My God, just the words with no Mm -hmm. meaning. If I didn't speak Mm -hmm. English, I'd love the sound of this poem. Mm -hmm. That's what struck me last night when I read the piece. So when it was emailed to me is it has like this musical uh, uh, rhythm to it almost. um, And the alliteration is great. Swaddled in sackcloth. Mm. Yeah. Jason, you're being quiet for Jason. You okay? Sorry, I, I I was. Um no, I love I love the way that it's it's really beautifully calibrated. That um it starts with kind of this idea of everything being positive and extra and good, and that kind of fantasy of living, you know, without difficulty, without pain, without suffering, without conflict. But then as it kind of moves more and more towards like what's difficult about life and, you know, God's benevolence and lack thereof, you know, it sort of moves towards absolute catastrophe, right. That there's like, that also, you know, one, one may be distressed that it's not entirely without life is not entirely without pain, but then it moves into, but some people's pain is so much worse than others. Um, I, I just, I, I think that that movement from a kind of almost goofy, benevolent God, the kind of God that, you know, um, Jack Gilbert is always talking to, who's just kind of a buddy and, you know, chats back, but then also kind of slips into the God who lets, you know, the Holocaust happen or Syria happen. Mm. Right. Yeah. I shouldn't use Syria as a metonym for the conflict in Syria. I'm sorry, Syrians. And here we are again, listeners, pondering. This is our thinking, our, our thinking silences, our thinking. And I, and I also, I mean, I'll also say, I think that it is one of the things that I really love and that I try to do in my own work that I think happens here is um, the the cleverness and the humor is calibrated against the seriousness. It doesn't have to give up any register of thinking or pleasure in order to contemplate um, the catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent way to say it. Do we want to vote? Do we want to keep talking? I think I'm ready to vote. I know I'm ready to vote. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ready to. All right. Okay, let's do it. One, two, three, vote. I can't make my technology work. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) We're holding. Okay. All right. So guess what? It's the unanimous yes. Thank you, David Rock. Sorry for the uh, for the the cat the catastrophe. (laughs) 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 Wait, I I feel like I just have to say a word in defense of my catastrophe, like my catastrophic cat here. She's an Egyptian Mao, or you know, which is basically a fancy phrase for Abu Dhabi street cat, and they. (laughs) 
talk. They just, they're natural talkers. She's not in distress. And I think there's something about like when she can hear us talking, she wants to talk too. Yeah. So she's like hanging out and just like yammering on. Right. And she doesn't realize that she's being recorded. That was the strangest thing when I was with you to hear how much that cat talk, I had never just talked such a cat. And even you're right about the talking, but like when I, when you guys would be gone and I would be in there alone, she's just walking around that house talking. Yeah. (laughs) She, she, that's part of it too. She is, she is in love with Jonathan, my husband. And when they're together, she's like talks to him or cuddles with him. But the fact that he's not home right now, I kicked him out so we could podcast. She's like lost her shit. She's just like talking to the wall. <laughs> Next time, Jonathan's got to take her for a walk. We don't, I think Jonathan could remain quiet, Marion. You don't need to kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> you kicked Jonathan out instead of the cat. Did. Well, he wanted to go grocery shopping. Oh, I was like, all right, honey, get okay. So he went grocery shopping and the cat lost her shit. So anyway, welcome to the PBQ podcast. Peeps. <laughs> well, thank you, David Rock, for that poem. And thank you for your patience yeah. during the catastrophe. Um, but now we have driving through Idaho. Um, Ali, I don't want to put you on the spot. If you don't want to just. I can read if you'd like. Oh, good. Yeah. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, Driving through Idaho, a good lottery knows a thing or two about your chances, reservations, a skiff of snow just this side of bliss, approaching Fairfield on the afternoon sunward side of Massacre Rocks. What better bluffs, that sultry snake, top 40 love songs, blah blah, and politics aside, nothing beats giant windmills. DQ? I could sure go for a chicken strip basket, a place to pull off to pee. Ah, the emptiness. Great reading. Oh, my God. A good lottery knows a thing or two about your chances. Mm. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. That's a bolt of lightning right there. Beautiful. And then and then reservations. One word. Mm -hmm. Capping the line. Fuck. David Rock. That's a poem, man. (laughs) David Rock rocks. David Rock. Pun episode. Um, Uh I was so surprised. I think the first time I read this, that last moment, ah, comma, new line, new stanza, the emptiness. I think I laughed aloud in joy the first time Uh I saw that. Uh (laughs) Because it's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I yeah. have to say, I'm so, I'm so with you on the ellipses too. Like every time I see ellipses in a poem, I usually roll my eyes mm. and think, oh God, mm-hmm. right? Like, is this like a center justified poem? Like, what is this person doing with ellipses? But this actually captures the feel of, of a long drive, yeah. right? So I'm sorry to interrupt, but what were you going to say about that, that ah, the emptiness? I was going to say that the rest of the poem is so full. I've got so many images. I'm seeing Massacre Rocks, thinking about Top 40 Love Songs, DQ, Chicken Strip Baskets. You know what I mean? Like it's full, full, full. And then, but it's this drive through freaking Idaho, right? So then that that pause, I pull off to pee, right? A place to pull off to pee, ellipses, ah, the emptiness. And And I do have a little bit of a double entendre there too. That is a beautiful double entendre, which I didn't get, but now I see. Yeah. I don't have to explain it, right? I don't have to explain beautiful. it. Yeah, I, I love that. Beautiful. And it's kind of tongue in the cheek, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I wanted more. I felt like all the emptiness was sort of like just a way out. Like it oh. didn't really feel like a landing to me. It felt like a placeholder. Okay. 
I wanted the poem to keep going. Like I felt like it was sort of an easy way to stop. Which is not unlike a drive through Idaho. Just <laughs> but the thing about driving is you can't stop. You can't stop till you get where you're going. Unless you got to stop to pee or the, go to the you DQ. To you can stop to like you know, sleep in a parking lot. You can stop yeah. to like yeah. go out, but I mean, you can't stop. I mean, you can't stop. <laughs> but, but well, well, that's the emptiness, right? The emptiness. I mean, when you see that DQ, you're probably stopping if you're not hungry because you're like, when's going to be the next one? But doesn't the poem argue that it's not empty? Well, what we're hearing about is nature, not things. We're not hearing about motels and malls. We're hearing about massacre, massacre rocks and snake. And no, but we're, we're also hearing about like bluffs. windmills and Dairy Queen and a, and a need for chicken strip baskets, like, you know, and a, and a place to pull off to pee. Like, but I, I also think there could be like, this person to me feels like they're doing this alone. And I think, especially in the US, we like romanticize that. And that like seems like, you know, an epic journey, but um, it does look like this person is is doing this alone in the way that they say blah, blah, blah about love songs, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe the emptiness yeah. of just being on this ride alone. Right. Or any yeah. ride or life. Yeah, Mayor, I'm still definitely getting a lot of emptiness in this nature. The bluffs, even those windmills don't make me think of fullness. They, you know, windmills are empty on a plane, right? Like mm-hmm. they're by themselves. They're not people. People aren't working them. So I, this is completely um, subjective, right? But um, I didn't travel at all in most of my 20s, except for college trips, right? And then when I finished college and started grad school, my friend John Weinstein invited me on a cross-country trip. We drove with his dog across the country so he could start at Stanford, right? And that, that is a long, flat drive through Kansas. And then when you get to Idaho... I swear to God, it looks like a different fucking planet, right? Like terrain and the topography is like, Mm -hmm. was nothing I'd ever seen before. Mm -hmm. So there's something like this poem captures and resonates with me, not just like the 66 long drive, but that feeling of like the the vastness of the country, the way the topography and the land, the earth actually changes under your tires. And then that feeling of like, you know, top song, radio songs. Like at one point we actually turned the radio off just so we could be in the quiet of that drive right. to see what the earth looked like. And then it's windmills and Dairy Queen and, you know, yeah, we're hungry. Let's get a chicken strip basket. <laughs> By the way, I got to pee. Kind of nails it. Yeah. And, and just lovely descriptions. A skiff of snow, just this side of bliss. The afternoon sunward side of Massacre Rocks. Right. Um, I'm seeing the the majesty as well as the emptiness and the people parts. <laughs> I like what you said, Sam, about knowing how you I felt the driver alone, too, but I didn't know how. I'm glad how you articulated that, even though this person's talking to him or herself. Right. Mm. Really. It never gets back to the lottery. No. I don't think it needs to. I mean, the lottery is is so that opening line is just killer. Mm-hmm. Reservations, fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we did it again. We like talk, 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 talk. Okay. Yep. I think we're ready. 
it's it's the ponder. It's the ponder. It's like, you know, honestly, it's like, you know, crests and valleys and peaks and troughs, like these conversations like rise to a crest. And then suddenly it's like re-seeing the poem again through the lens of you all, right? And like, Mm -hmm. oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) You fuckers are smart. (laughs) Well, I'm still gonna throw the move. I move to vote seconds. Second. Second. It's seconded, shall we? <laughs> One, two, three, vote. Okay, and David Rock is two for two. It's in. Woo-hoo. Driving through Idaho. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you so much, David Rock. Um, I can tell you now that we've discussed him that he sent us a nice note about how much he likes the podcast. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> that is really nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just insubmittable along with his submission. It was like a second letter about something else about, well, actually he, he had submitted three pieces and one got snagged before we got to it, but he was talking about the podcast. So anyway, I just thought that was nice. Um, so does anybody have anything else? I mean, I think we've covered everything. Jason's butt, Ali's twerking abilities. <laughs> Coffee versus Cabernet. Um, cats. So coffee versus Cabernet. Cats. Yeah, my reluctant cat ownership. Slushies yes. and peeps. Slushies <laughs> and yeah, peeps. You're and right. Peeps so, so, yeah, yeah. listeners, please yeah. vote. We're going to have a poll up. Well, by the time you hear this, the poll will be up. And But we're only running it for a very short time. So as soon as you hear this, get on in there and vote. And then also we'll have a side poll if Jason should dress up like a sad peep. <laughs> I I need so little push to dress up like a sad peep. <laughs> I AWP is on the horizon. I do need, like, it's like Tinkerbell, like, unless you clap. <laughs> Honestly, I think with the AWP conference on the horizon, mm-hmm. like, we really should think about, like, costumes. Slushies. <laughs> Peeps. No, just, I'm just buying I'm buying a t-shirt from our Cafe Press site. Which oh, if it's good. not up by the time you hear this, um yeah. we got big problems. We got big KVM. problems. KVM. It's what? perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. We we have a picture of a slushy on the front with a question mark on the back, a picture of a peep on the front with a question mark on the back. <laughs> well, well, actually, it'll be decided before that cap. You know, we're gonna decide. True. Right. True. Right. <laughs> So people will probably, I don't know. I've got some, we can start thinking of slogans. I like the fashion drama. Start thinking of slogans for the session. And I'm not going to tell you guys what the t-shirt is that I have created. You have to all come to our booth when we know the booth number. We'll put that on social media too. You're going to have to come and see. I'm going to wear it every day. Do you dare me to wear the same t-shirt every day? (laughs) I do. (laughs) I dare you. Only knows I will never do it. (laughs) Every day for a year, every day for a decade, every day of AWP. What if I wore the same T-shirt? AWP. Oh, oh, sure. That's that's easy. (laughs) Not for me. Well, I guess I could wear like different skirts and boots. Yeah. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every it all has to fit in a suitcase. Like you, like I guess you could just you could just. Send yourself outfit changes, ship them to yourself along with the painted bright quarterlies. True. Like okay. That's precisely what we do. That's <laughs> exactly what we do. Just like stuff in like another mm-hmm. pair of boots or a, you know, glamorous uh, halter top. 
It's fetching hat. A fetching hat. You know, we should start yeah. making slogan <laughs> pants. like what are we maybe we're tired of the t-shirt and we need to start making pants where like one leg says one thing and one leg says the other thing and then the ass is something entirely different i I think that's i'm not sure i want to wear the word slush pile on my butt (laughs) sports bras activewear yeah I mean, butt. Well, so we are we are bookending this episode because now we're back to pants and Jason does yeah. need custom made pants already. Custom pants. Yeah. So, so yeah. Right. Okay. Sip it. I'm thinking of slushy puns. Think Sip of slushy puns. It. Think yeah. of slush puns. All right. So anyway, uh, uh readers talk to us and everybody read on and thank you very much, David Rock and everyone else. Woohoo! Thank you, David Rock. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to run. Bye. Go. She's going to go run. I'm Samantha's actually going really, to No, I'm not going to run. I'm going to walk briskly. <laughs>